Ball Podcast Network. Do Whitlock and the Vaughn. Happy Monday, everybody. We've got a great show for you today. It's a fantasy basketball podcast presented by Fanball. Let's check in on J.K. Vaughn. Uh, my dud's going to be Bradley Beal. They're still without John Wall. J.K., how are the Browns doing? They get that win this weekend? Oh, they almost had it. No, they didn't, though. <laughs> oh, no, wait. One more time. Let's, let's, oh, J.K., are you are you with us? Uh, my dud's going to be Bradley Beal. They're still without John Wall. Oh, no. Well, you know what? At least you had the fantasy playoffs to fall back on, J.K. Uh, oh, oh, no, I killed you there. I murdered you in cold blood. I shoveled the dirt right onto your coffin. That season's in the tank. That's all right. It can't be. It can't be as bad as this. Uh, my dud's gonna be Bradley Beal. They're still without John Wall. How about three v three? How about three v three? Did that? Oh no, Boogie buried you there. Oh, J.K. My poor, poor friend. What? Uh, Ofer. What a week it was for Ofer. you. Ofer. Ofer the century here this week. Oh, this is uh, painful. I'm sorry, my man. I'm not. I'm actually not at all. <laughs> Fantastic for me. I know we're a basketball show, but it feels so good. Two years in a row, I've now knocked JK out of the fantasy football playoffs for a second consecutive week. I am the three v three champion, and I don't. I don't even need. I don't have. I have no bet this week. I'm just. Though I was the underdog in that fantasy matchup, so that should be noted. That's. I wasn't the heavy favorite. I, was, <laughs> I had to scrape my way into the scrap my way into the playoffs. Barely won my last two matches to get in. Oof. And then I had. Uh, that tells you all you need to know about the week you're having is that's where you're hanging your hat. Is Who that you're down this week? Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Cameron Brait. I mean, my, yeah, that's. I mean, my team's not stacked. It's not, and neither Anto- was your three v three team for that. And you matter. know what, Antonio Brown, you had three. You had Le'Veon Bell. I had Brown. He had a bunch of catches and yards, but he didn't have any TDs. Le'Veon? No, a Brown. Brown. Yeah, no, he never got. And any then yet. Bell gets three TDs. So that's. I mean, that's right. Right there. That's going to do it. Oh, like the TDs the Browns had in overtime. Antonio oh, Brown God, had that killed me. Zero. Jesus. Uh, well, aside from all the L's you were just taking, just L after L. Stan goes to the Yankees. Yeah, it was a terrible week. To be honest, it was awful. Cavs at least. Cavs at least won. They did. The, the winning streak is over, but they they start a new one. Yeah. It's not not all, well. It's mostly bad. Mostly bad in the world of Jake. Mostly Obama. bad. Yeah. For yeah, basically everything bad except for the Cavs. <laughs> <laughs> we're being honest and upfront my life is going down in the tubes very quickly well jk that's all right next week next week is the big santa yeah. claus oh, and or uh and or reindeer and and you've got yourself a, a heck of a 3v3 lineup i did check that out but why don't you research why don't you you got some great swishing bricks for us this week yes get us into that let's let's get you yes. out the schneid. okay so first swish is i know last week we love the nba pettiness on social media here we talked about it at length last week Last week, my swish was uh, the coaches, NBA coaches' wives were getting into the pettiness. So it stands to off the court. Now, it's going to ex-girlfriends. Nick Young, a.k.a. Swaggy P, posted an Instagram uh, a few days ago of him and 
Iguodala, Andre Iguodala sitting on the bench. Iguodala is looking at – I don't even know what the hell he's looking at, but he's looking at something on the bench. And Smith is right – or uh, Swaggy yeah, P is right is next to him. Yeah, what is that picture? I don't know. It looks it's like, like a, he's holding a blunt. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Like, when I first or, saw it, like, I know he's not, but – I don't know what – it's like a thermometer or, or – I don't even nail – it's something – yeah. Go to Swaggy P's Instagram. He's Swaggy uh, P1 uh, on his Instagram account. Instagram account. And so the caption, it's just a picture of Swaggy and Iguodala, and the caption reads, My Iggy, I-G-G-Y. Now, of course, if you're not up to date on the uh, on the social media, maybe the, the dating scene there in the NBA, Nick Young used to be engaged to Iggy Azalea That's right. for like a year, right? Pretty long time, yeah. For a year, and then there was that whole episode where, where D'Angelo Russell was still on the Lakers. He Snapchatted a video of Nick Young admitting cheating on Iggy Azalea that a few days later that the, the the relationship ended and then it ended up being he ended up getting Swaggy ended up getting his ex-girlfriend pregnant while he was engaged to Iggy Azalea. So that's a whole little love triangle there. Maybe Full like circle. a circle. Yeah, oval maybe, to be honest. There's a couple points there, but so then he sh- he sh- throws shade at Iggy Azalea on the Instagram account and this is just Swaggy being Swaggy. This is why we love Swaggy. He's the best. Uh, I'm actually waiting to see if Iggy will uh, mention him. It is apparently she's coming out with a new album. Has she put out any music the, since that breakup? No, that's the thing. So the new album okay. she's got some issues with. I guess she's something's going on with the record company where they're not letting her release certain things, whatever. I don't know the intimate details, but look out for Iggy Azalea's next album. But uh, my swish is Swaggy P throwing a little pettiness shade at, uh, at Iggy Azalea on his Instagram account. I like it. Love it. We do a lot of uh, fun stuff with the Swish and Bricks. I'm going to do something a little, slightly more just uh, serious here. Uh, Serious isn't the right word, but just kind of straight to the NBA point. Uh, My Swish is Victor Oladipo. Just straight up Victor Mm. Oladipo. Love what he's doing this year. I'm so happy for the guy. Second overall pick back in 2013. And he spent the first four years of his career just, just languishing. You know, he had three years in Orlando where they won the third fewest games in the league behind only Philly and Los Angeles. They take uh, Mario Hezonia. Hezonia, thank you. In 2015, and you kind of saw the writing on the wall that that might be his end there. Turns out it was. He gets traded to OKC, and you think, okay, maybe this is the start of of something new, of something better, only for him to. Salty Alley, all right over there? (laughs) (laughs) Background noise coming in. Classic. Uh. I'm sorry. It sounded like a fart. <laughs> it totally sounded like a fart, and I'm derailed now. All right. Oh, it's the cord. Oh, look at Al trying to duplicate right a classic yeah, duplicate the of the fart noise. Uh huh. Always the cord. He who smelt right? shall dealt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so watch yourself there. <laughs> we all know what microphone that came from, Saldio. We all know. Okay, back to Victor Oladipo. Mm. Enough, enough gutter talk here. Uh. Yeah, he gets he's a part of the uh the Russell Westbrook tour of usage where uh, you know the rest of the team just kind of left there sitting there to pick up the scraps when he's not doing anything and it was to the point where when we got traded over the summer, you know, nobody really thought much of it. Of Victor Oladipo anyway, it was all about, you know, Paul George a new chance to win, finally going to a better team. Uh, you know, we're talking about how Indiana got ripped off, how they didn't get any sort of return, that they could have gotten more and and here we are a quarter of the way through the season. Victor Oladipo is averaging 24 points. He's a top 10 scorer. Uh, he's, and he's not just putting up a ton of shots on a bad team either. I, I mean, he's 
ruthlessly efficient right now. I think he's shooting 48% from the field. That puts him behind only guys like LeBron James, Giannis, uh, Boogie Cousins, Anthony Davis, you know, some really highly efficient players. It's a great company to have. Um, and, and he plays his ass off on the defensive end, too. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's top six in steals, yeah. top 30 in blocks, which is insane for a guard, uh, only behind Danny Green in blocks. Um, and he was instrumental, as I'm sure J.K. can tell you, in, in ending the Cavs' 13-game winning streak yeah. there on Friday. Had 20 in the third quarter of that game. Then he follows that up by uh, dropping 47 last night in Denver, career mm-hmm. high. Um, and and I know I'm not the only one beating this drum, but it it still kind of feels like we're not giving it, got, not giving him enough attention and enough respect for what he's done. I would say hands down. I was looking into this today because I'll touch on the Ludipo and the stud and dud later on in the segment, but uh, hands on most improved player favorite right now. Hands oh, down, hands that, down. There's nobody else in the conversation. I saw him and Porzingis are one too, but I think at this point Porzingis has missed some f- couple games because of injuries, but I think Oladipo right now is the hands or hands down most improved player of the year favorite. I, I think he's built up a huge lead, and I think he absolutely needs to be the starting shooting guard for the Eastern Conference. That'd be great. That'd be really cool. I mean, no, I mean, DeMar DeRozan having a nice season. Bradley Beal's been better recently in, in relief of, mm-hmm. of John Wall, but I, I don't think there's – he's the clear clear cut statistically – he passes the eyeball test. He deserves to be out there. He's earned it. Uh, I'll, I'll compliment your swish here. I saw this tweet earlier, and I pulled it up when you started talking about it. Uh, this uh, stat muse. They pulled up this tweet. They said, the tweet reads, remember when everyone made fun of the Pacers for the George Depot trade? Here are the stats. George is averaging 20 points a game, 5.8 rebounds, 3.3 assists, 41% from the field. Oladipo, 24 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. 48% from the field. If you look at that, I mean, he's four points better than him per game. They have the same, they split on rebounds. He's in a half an assist better, and he's shooting 48% as opposed to 41. And I know the East <laughs> is an easier conference no, to yeah, play in. Yes. And yes. that's part of why their record is better. And George is trying to work in with Melo and, and right. Russ, which is an adjustment. But so, I mean, same thing for Victor. Still yeah, an adjustment. Yeah, Brand yeah, new yeah. team. You got Zabonis there. You've got guys adjusting to not playing with Paul George for the first time in their career, really. I I can't give enough credit, and I I won't I wasn't out ahead of this one. I I bashed Indiana as much mm. as anybody for this trade over the off season. Thought thought it was insane what they were getting back, but Sabonis so had played well too in spots when they, Turner was hurt too. So. They're a fun team. Yeah. sixteen and eleven. I think they're fifth in the East. Yep. good for them. Good for him. That's my swish this week. Uh, recently named Eastern Conference Player of the Week too. Yes, second time uh, second time this year. Uh, I'll do the bricks then. I'll lead off on the bricks. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night was something that we haven't seen in a while happen in the NBA. And, of course, it was brought to us by Michael Beasley, the legend Michael Beasley. <laughs> so the Bulls and Bulls and the Knicks played yesterday. I'm sorry, the Hawks and the Knicks played yesterday. Hawks and the Knicks played yesterday at Madison Square Garden. Michael Beasley fouled out of the game last night with 10 minutes of playing time. 10 minutes he fouled out. And, folks, remember, NBA, six fouls. So he had committed six fouls. <laughs> In 10 minutes. And it wasn't like the coach said, hey, go out there and hack somebody. They were winning. They were beating the Hawks. So it wasn't like they're they're losing and they have to hack somebody to get on a free throw and get the ball back. They were winning when he was committing these fouls over a 10-minute span. <laughs> and oddly enough, he didn't, have any, he didn't have any points. He didn't have any points. He was 0 for 3 shooting. Six fouls. No six fouls. No, he was 0, listen to this, Dallin. This is amazing. Michael Beasley had six fouls in 10 minutes. He was 0 for 3 shooting, two rebounds, zero assist, one turnover, zero, bro- zero blocks, zero st- steals, six fouls, 
but he was a plus 11 in those 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he was a plus 11. So he fouled. What's the average on that, too? A foul per minute? A little, little less, less than, than that. that. So it's a foul every... A little less than every two minutes. That's insane. So he he commits six fouls in 10 minutes. Now, if you're asking, is that a record? I Google it. It's not. Someone else has done better than that. Better, in quotation marks. Yeah, there. better. Quote, <laughs> this is a swish. So, so, he's done better. So Beasley gives us that. Uh, the record is, hold, is held by Bubba Wells of the Dallas Mavericks. In a game against the Chicago Bulls when Jordan, Rodman, Pippen, and all those guys were on at 97, he fouled out in three minutes. Three minutes, six fouls. Don Nelson was the originator of the hack of Shaq. Before Shaq was even playing, he had him. Ha- he had Bubba Wells going and hack Dennis Rodman six straight times. Rodman ended up getting twelve free throws. He made nine of those free throws out of the twelve that he was given, which is which was Not better than his career, percentage at the time. The Bulls ended up winning that game, 111-105. This was in 97. Bubba Wells fouled out in three minutes on the orders of Don Nelson to go in there and hack Dennis Rodman. Even if it was off the ball, he had him go in and hack, hack Dennis Rodman to try and make him to try to uh, have Rodman make the free throw. So Michael Beasley doing something that we haven't seen in a while, six fouls in 10 minutes. Let me, let me make sure I'm understanding this correctly because I didn't see this. <clears throat> he wasn't wasn't no. told to foul. No, he just committed the foul. He just straight up committed. Yeah, they were winning. Fouls. They were winning the game. They won the game last night. And they were winning when he fouled out, they were up like 71-64. <laughs> it wasn't like, yeah, like like the Mavericks were down in that game to the Bulls, so like, hey, yeah, let's take a shot. They were carrying yeah. out a strategy. Yeah, Michael they were carrying Beasley out a strategy trying to get the ball back. Yeah. Managed to foul no. 6 times in no, 10 minutes. No, he was minutes. just like, yeah, just foul 6 times in 10 oh minutes when you're winning God. the game. When you're winning the game. That's exceptional. When you're winning the game. That's- so that's, that's my fantastic. that's my swish right there is Michael Beasley giving us a little something we haven't seen in a while in the NBA and of course that's why we love Michael Beasley in the NBA folks. Good lord, uh, my brick brick for the week uh, going to be the uh, the Philadelphia Brooklyn trade and specifically how how Philadelphia carried out their process there. Uh, I think we both agree love the trade for the Nets. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, getting a top three player for for Trevor Booker is fantastic. And then they throw in Sauce Castillo there. You get uh, Nick, <laughs> Nick Stauskas, which, you know, his NBA career hasn't been great, but three-point shooting still a valuable commodity in the NBA. Oh, but yeah. I don't understand Philadelphia's decision not to play Julia Okafor at all this year. I, I take that back. They played him in one game. He played 22 minutes. I think he had nine rebounds, 10 points, a couple blocks. Uh, within the first week of the season, never never played him again. Uh, the return of... Of, of a top for a top three pick that investment to only get back Trevor Booker is is criminal to me if you're a Philadelphian I understand the the argument okay you don't want to play him then he gets hurt and you're stuck with him or you really hurt his value but at the same time especially when you're resting when you're resting Embiid on back-to-backs I think yeah. he's already missed five games this year you're telling me you couldn't find any time to work him onto the court you just you don't think he would work in your offense at all you can do anything to build up his value yeah. You couldn't you couldn't get him 15 minutes a game. Uh, that to me is just a mismanagement, and and you see it in what they were able to get back for him, and it's just a waste of the asset. I know it's I know it's Brian Colangelo now. You know we're not under uh, Hinky anymore, obviously, and he was the one who was <clears throat> orchestrating things when they got Jaleel yeah. in the first place. But to me, that's not an excuse to to at least roll him out there. At least teams see what he can do a little bit. I mean, don't you think? I mean, I blame. I blame Hanky more than I do Colangelo. He was 
he inherited that. Inherited? You mean him he inherited Okafor, Okafor in that situation that was happening? I get what what, what uh, Hinky did to take Okafor as insurance because no one knew if Embiid was going to bounce back. Right. But I'm looking at this draft now. They took Okafor over Porzingis, Moutier, uh, Justice Winslow, Devin Booker, Ubre. Well, it wasn't a I great mean, draft, but I mean, there's still some. Yeah, names uh, well, hindsight being what it, what it is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You'd rather have Chris Stops you... on that team, certainly. You'd love oh, to have yeah. Devin Booker would on you... that oh, team. Oh, hell yeah. I'm saying they had so many big men, including. Didn't they? Have, would they have Noel yet, too? Uh, Yeah, they had Noel. So they, they I, just, him yet. I blame Hanky on that one. They take the three big men. It's like. I know Embiid was a shot in the dark because he was so talented and he had that crazy injury history and he still had. I mean, it still follows him around, but. I agree. Of all the hinky picks, that one looks the but worst. But you're right. They could have played him more to boost his value, especially when you knew that Embiid wasn't going to be playing any back-to-backs this year for at least the first half of the season. Let's see how they handle it after the All-Star break. Yes, that's my point. But he hasn't. they haven't played him, and I'm just going to go ahead and assume that they didn't want him to get hurt and risk hanging on to him. Just that's the only reason I could see why they did it. Otherwise, you're right. I think it's stupid for them not to play him, stupid for them not to boost their value, and stupid for them not to get something better than Devin Booker. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, on some level, you can say he got a bad hand, Colangelo. I mean, that's that's also a little rich given what he was given. He also yeah. had Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, but oh, yeah. a bad hand Fultz, specifically with Fultz, Okafor. Yeah. Maybe he does that differently if that's his draft. Still think he could have done more. I mean, Booker, I think, is a nice rotational piece there. But, I mean, big picture. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that makes you a lot better. I don't think no. it gets you a lot closer to anything. No. Just, you finally just have the... You just get rid of Okafor and then... Yeah, you have that weight on, off yeah. your team and the... The, the burden of trying to find a, a trade partner for him. All right, on to studs and duds for this week. We will try to avoid any Bradley Beal-sized <laughs> gaffes after. Oh my God. So just a little no background of, of what that little clip was at the beginning. In case you didn't know, JK had Bradley Beal as a dud on Tuesday. Of course, that was against Portland. He dropped a career-high 51. Hey, you, you take enough swings, you're going to have some misses. Oh yeah, shoot or shoot. <laughs> shoot or shoot, 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 baby. Tuesday, I'm going to lead us off this week. Stud, give me Joel Embiid against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, this will be his first matchup of the season against Carl Anthony Towns, another of the, the league's best young big men. Um, you know, Embiid's already kind of started some shit up with Andrea Drummond and Hassan Whiteside this season, so you've got kind of the uh, outside right. appeal of whether we get any, uh, any shit talk going on before this matchup or <clears throat> after. Uh, Towns really struggles on the defensive end. Uh, his defensive real plus minus is a negative 0.34. Uh, and real plus minus came into existence three, four years ago. ESPN, right? Uh, ESPN, yep. yep. It's just stat. I like to use it too. It's really handy. It just gives you a little bit better, you know, because like you were good example of the Michael Beasley, you know, he gets a plus 11. Now, did he really have a damn thing to do with being plus 11? Probably Odds not. He's probably not. He committed six fouls. He didn't and, score a point. And that's the point of the real plus minus. So they do, uh, the model also does an offensive and defensive real plus minus to really zone in and try and give you a better idea of what impact that player had per 100 possessions. <clears throat> so that negative .34 is the sixth worst among all NBA centers. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's brutal. Uh, Minnesota's giving up an average of 19 points and 12 rebounds a game to centers. That's the most for both of those statistical categories. Uh, and so naturally, Timberwolves giving up the second most fan ball points at 44 a night. Uh, Embiid was a late scratch on Sunday with back tightness. Uh, uh, didn't play Saturday versus Cleveland either. 
Uh, yeah, and so well, it was kind of weird because you thought he sat Saturday so that he could play Sunday. Yeah. They ultimately scratch him. I don't think the back tightness is anything to worry about. Um, Philly only plays twice this week. So I, I would roll them out with confidence and expect a big night from Embiid against a, a poor defensive Minnesota team. My dud is going to be the return of Kawhi Leonard. Welcome back, Kawhi. Welcome to the dud column. <laughs> Playing the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, you're going to get a reasonable discount, I think, on Kawhi because he's been gone for so long. But it's really that reason that I'm going to fade him because I think he's going to be in so many damn lineups. I think the ownership percentage is going to be ridiculous. Uh, people will look at the Dallas Dallas matchup and think, oh, okay, this is this is pretty nice, bad Dallas team. But Dallas, is, they've played a lot of teams close this year. Uh, Kawhi averaged 32 points against the Mavericks last year. He's still going to need 39 to hit his value at his current fan ball price. Uh, we have no idea if he's got any sort of minutes restriction going on, how quickly they'll they'll work to integrate him, and, and the fact that he's he's missed a lot of basketball. I mean, getting back into the flow of an actual game is going to take time. I just don't see him coming out and just absolutely lighting it up. I see him kind of trying to get into his groove defensively. Certainly, he's going to score. He's going to have a few steals, a few blocks. But uh, in a game that San Antonio should should win and should win handily, I think Kawhi comes short of his value. Wait, Wait a couple games to get back into the Kawhi bandwagon. Moving on to Wednesday, my stud is going to be Paul George. Ooh. He's questionable tonight. He missed, uh, what was that, Friday's game. Um, hasn't been ruled whether he's going to play tonight. Um, and I'm kind of hoping he gets held out for a couple reasons. One, I want him totally well-rested, ready to go for this matchup on Wednesday against Indiana. And two, fanball reasons, if he misses another game, I think you see his price dip down a little bit from 85, maybe into that 8,000 to 8,200 range. Uh, and that would be fantastic, given that his output hasn't been what you'd hope so far this year. Uh, you know, this is going to be an emotional game. This will be the one and only time he plays in Indy this season, his first trip back, obviously, since being traded. And I've really got no idea what kind of kind of response to expect from that Indiana crowd. <sighs> That's going to be, yeah. Uh... You know, on one, because he gave him a lot of good years, yeah. a lot of great basketball. And he didn't ask to be traded. They just traded him because. Well, they... he kind of forced himself out. He said, I mean, he said, I'm not going to resign. Yeah. So yeah. he didn't straight up say, trade me, but no. he did say, hey, I'm not coming back. <laughs> so uh, six of one, half dozen of the other. Yeah. I think they give him a, I don't, I think uh, Indiana, Indiana's a good town. I don't think they will. I think they're a good town. And I think because of the success they've had this season, because things are going well there and Oladipo and Zabonis have been so good, I think that actually helps him. I think he does get a, a pretty nice response. But I think he'll he'll be motivated to try and – and try and have a good performance in place that he's very comfortable, played a lot of basketball. There's no doubt that, you know, he's seen what Indiana's doing and what Victor Oladipo is doing. I think that gives him a little added motivation. He's only going to need right around 40 to 45 fan ball points, which isn't insane for a guy like Paul George. Yeah. Uh, Indiana been slipping up a little defensively recently, giving up the 11th most uh, fan ball points to power forwards over the last five games. Let's go with Paul George in the homecoming. <laughs> It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, my dud is going to be Anthony Davis, another guy Ooh. battling some injuries. Uh, I'm predicting Davis is going to miss tonight's game. Currently questionable. He re-aggravated uh, re- that left adductor injury yeah. in the uh, last night's game against Philadelphia. Um, and that's the, that's the deal with the brow. He's had He's been incredibly injury prone. He's played about five and a quarter seasons now, and he's missed 79 games. Set, it's almost a full season. Yeah. 
I was honestly surprised they even played him on. Would they play him Friday night? He was a yes, kind of questionable game time go. Correct. Yeah, he came back. He missed three, two or three contests. Three games, I think three games. Came back, played thirty minutes on Friday. Then they pulled the minutes restriction on Saturday, or excuse me, on Sunday. Yeah. Plays forty minutes and, and then hurts it. Yeah, aggravates yeah. it. So I think they're going to be smart about this. Play it safe. I think that he sits tonight. Yeah. Uh, but even still, the Bucks have been one of the five best teams against power forwards. Uh, incred- incredibly rangy, despite the fact that they don't rebound well. I think they're able to keep uh, keep Anthony Davis under 50 fan ball points, which is what he's going to need. Fade Anthony Davis on Wednesday. And then I will give it over to JK for Thursday and Friday. All right, I got Thursday, kicking off Thursday. I'm going with Aaron's boy, Avery Bradley, against the Atlanta Hawks. He's currently mm. at $4,400. And Atlanta, hot Atlanta isn't so hot right now. It's slowing down those shooting guards. They rank 28th in fanball right now in doing so. And actually, if you go in fanball, Bradley is listed as a point guard, but he's playing the two with Reggie Jackson, obviously playing the point guard for yes. the Pistons. So you can kind of, if you need the versatility, you can get him in the guard spot and give him the shooting guard spot. But I'm putting in here as a stud. Uh, they have already played Atlanta once. He went for 27 fanball points. He only needs 24 to hit his current value. And he takes advantage of of fantasy-friendly matchups. The last couple of outings he's had that against poor defensive teams, uh, Golden State Warriors without Curry, who's out with an ankle, he put up 33 fanball points. He put up 35 against a bad Sacramento Kings team, and then he put up 29 against a beat-up L.A. Clippers team. So he's been when he, uh, when he gets a good matchup, he takes advantage of it. So I like him on, two, on Thursday against Atlanta at 4,400. My dud is going to be, I've been banging away at this all, all season long, and I'm keeping the theme. Keeping the theme, Alonzo Ball, Thursday in Cleveland, TNT, national television, folks. Stay away from Alonzo Ball on national television. Don't let that Philadelphia game that was on national TV. That was a fluke, all right? Fluke. <laughs> that was he a revenge out, game. He it had was a revenge game. You, had, you saw it coming from a mile away. He had to have that one. That's one good game. Don't let that become thinking it's going to become a theme. It's not. Cleveland despite a really bad start, has really picked it up defensively and especially against point guards. Uh, over the last 10 games, they're only allowing 36 fanball points. That's second best in all of fanball. So they've really stepped it up defensively against the point guards, and Ball is costing $6,300 right now. And so he needs 34 fanball points to hit that value. Over his last eight games, he's only hit that number three times, folks. Stay away from Lonzo Ball on Thursday. National TV, no go. And I'm going Friday. I'm going... I'm going C.J. McCollum. So I know I I almost went Bradley Beal here, too. I almost <laughs> went back to Beal as a stud. Maybe, you know what I mean, to, to do yeah, a little redemption. Even yeah. things out, yeah. The whole the whole thing with John Wall coming back, not coming back, it's kind of a flippity-flop. Wall has practiced with him the past couple days. He may come back, which is going to take shots away from Beal. So I went with McCollum here on Friday against the Magic. They're at the Magic. McCollum's costing $6,800 right now in fan ball. Uh, Magic are beat up. They're without Evan Fournier, their star or their starting shooting guard. He's the best defensive player, defensive rating wise, best defensive starter for the Orlando Magic Five. He's the best defensive starter. Shelvin Mack and DJ Augustine have some better defensive ratings, but they come off the bench in limited samples. Are you saying Evan Fournier is not a star? <laughs> How dare you? Mediocre at best. You bastard. <laughs> so he's got a bank. He's got sprained his ankle. He's banged up right now. Uh, and they're even with him in the lineup, they rank 27 the fan ball defending, defending opposing shooting guards. No good. They played the Magic earlier this year. He went for 39 fan ball points. That's good enough to hit his value. And they, they're on a road trip. 
but it's a friendly road trip. They play Miami Wednesday, and then they just go to Orlando Friday. So that's a short trip, really short trip. It's nothing across the country. So I like that matchup, CJ McCollum on Friday. My dud is going to be, okay, my dud's going to be Victor Oladipo. Oh, my God. I'm going to bash Aaron right now. Now, Aaron's jumping on that bandwagon. Now, listen, he had a great week. There's no doubt about it. Aaron touched on it earlier. Fantastic week. It's gone up to $9,200. It's costing $900,200. And that may even go up as the week goes on. This is on Friday, so this could go up. He's the most improved player. He most improved player of the year, hands down. We've already talked about that. He's going up against the Detroit Pistons on Friday. Going to go up against Andy Aaron's boys, Avery Badley and the Detroit Pistons. Not my boys right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different segment. <laughs> so they've played twice already. The which is I thought odd. Oh, this is going to be the third matchup in the quarter of the year. Yeah, that's a lot. They split so far. Yeah. Yes, they split, and that actually goes to Oladipo's fantasy outing. So one, he needs forty nine points to hit his. Sorry, he needs fifty fan ball points to hit his value. One game he only went for thirty one. The other game he went for fifty one. So the fifty one one, obviously they won. The thirty one one, they lost. Uh, okay, so I had a where is that stat? I had it right here. So, okay, last three games. So the the week that he won the Eastern Conference Player of the Week was against Cleveland, Chicago, and Denver. Cleveland's one of the worst teams at slowing down shooting guards in the in the NBA. They're like trailing the Atlanta Hawks. That's it. They're terrible. And they're 22nd defensive rating. Chicago's defensive rating was 27th as a team. They stink. Denver's defensive rating, 24th. They stink at defending shooting guards. <laughs> he played three bad defensive teams guarding him or as a team in that position. He had a great week. He took advantage of some great matchups. I do not like Oladipo to hit that 50-point fan ball value on Friday against the Pistons. Pistons have lost six straight. Sell, sell, sell. They suck, everybody. They they suck again. They're back down in the tank. Oh, the Pistons no. are the 11th best team, though, defensive rating, though. No? Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've actually, I mean, those games have all been pretty close. They've, and they've, they've held, I mean, they held Boston to low scoring game. Yeah. Points. Low scoring game. They barely let the Warriors cross 100. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like that pick there. I, I, those I are two tough teams, though. You go Celtics. We, you talked about it earlier. It's a tough uh, stretch. It was an incredibly schedule. tough stretch. Now, mind you, I, I didn't think they would lose six in a row, but <laughs> that's a that's a different story for a different time. Moving on to the weekend. Splitting the weekend. You doing studs Saturday? Saturday, I am. Nice little transition, somewhat here from J.K. talking about the Cavs' miserable defense against shooting guards. Give yes. me the return yes. of Rodney Hood from the Utah Jazz. There you go. Playing the Cleveland Cavaliers, of course. He's been out since Thanksgiving with an ankle injury, but he is set to make his return Wednesday against the Chicago Bulls. I love that he's going to get two games before this matchup with Cleveland, get him into the flow. If there's any minutes restriction, I would hope it would be lifted by the weekend. Um, Ode was averaging 27 fanball points per game in the 17 games that he had appeared in uh, prior to his injury. And because of that long absence, you've seen his price drop all the way down to 3400 Though I would expect Ooh. that to rise... By the weekend, about four thousand. Um, yeah. Keep an eye on it over the week because he might be a pretty good start against Chicago. So long as there's no minutes restriction in that opening game, the Jazz still need scoring. I mean, lost in Donovan Mitchell's uh, exploits and how good that he's been is the fact that the Jazz are still bottom eight in the league in points. They don't score the ball particularly still well. Still without Joe Johnson, right? Still yeah. without Joe Johnson could absolutely use Rodney's shooting. Slow to come back, yeah. Um, and as J.K. touched on, Cavs giving up sixty-five fan ball points to Terrible. shooting guards. Awful. Just just awful. Awful. Uh, so let's let's target Rodney Hood and the comeback on the weekend. JK and with our dud. My dud's going to be, even though I love him, he's a Husky, former Husky. Kemba Walker, 
Charlotte Hornets. He's costing $7,300 right now. He goes against Portland Trailblazers at home. He needs 40 fan ball points at his value. He's currently averaging 35, so you can tell he's not getting that. He's not getting that 40 benchmark consistently. Portland's a top 10 team defensively. They've really stepped it up from a year ago. They're ranked number six, they're ranked sixth in the league in defensive rating. I can't believe how good they've been defensively. I know they've been unreal. As a, a year ago, they were awful. I mean, it they've was been really good. People have been talking about how, to, how you're going to have to break, break up that backcourt, and it just would never work. And no. they've, they've really made some strides this year. So yeah, far. they have. Uh, so he needs 40 fanball points. Uh, he's only hit that twice in his last six games. That's no good. And he's going to be without uh, Zeller, who just, they just announced he's going to have knee surgery on his torn meniscus. He's out for a while. Uh, uh, Batum is now out again with it tonight with an elbow injury. He's got this elbow injury that's flaring up on him on and off. He missed a chunk of the season in the beginning, came back, is now missing games again. So he could be out. He's a big part of what they do. Kaminsky's coming off an ankle injury. I think he's going to play tonight, but he may be a little slow. And they're playing in a back-to-back on Friday, or Saturday, excuse me. They're playing Friday against Miami on Saturday. will be a back-to-back against Portland. Dame's a top 25 uh, defensive rating for starting point guards in the NBA. Do not touch Kemba Walker on Saturday. Hopefully that doesn't come back to bite me. (laughs) And I'm doing Sunday, too. I'm keeping a close eye on these. Yeah, I know. Shouts. Shouts to my boy, Donald Schell, for giving that call out on JK. He he helped me to bury so JK today. We got to keep us keep us honest here on the show. Uh, my Sunday stud is going to be Miles Turner, Pacers versus Brooklyn Nets, six thousand six hundred dollars. He's costing right now. So Aaron touched on it. Going against Okafor now. Okafor is playing Tuesday against the Wizards. They had a press conference that he is playing Tuesday. They got four games in six days. Oof. That'll be the fourth game. That that'll be the last game. The fourth game in six days. Now Okafor has shed some weight since last season, but still, defensively, you don't know where he's going to be right now. He hasn't played all year at all. He's going to be rusty. And That's then, probably the biggest question mark about his game is the defensive end. Yeah, right? and I saw like he was 275 last year, and he's dropped down to like two, I would want to say 235, but 40 pounds. He could have been 40 wow. pounds in the offseason. He's slimmed out a lot. Yeah, They're saying it's going to help him on his knees. His knees were the big part why he wasn't playing defense, sore knees. Um, so, yeah, I like Turner. He's kind of rebounded since having the concussion. The Nets ranked 28th in fanball defending opposing centers. They're giving up 41 fanball points a game. And he played the Nets on opening night in the NBA and went went for 51 fanball points. So I like Turner Sunday to take advantage of uh, Okafor, you know, kind of shaking the rust off. And then Aaron's got the dud. I got the dud. We're staying with my my boys. Tobias Harris is going to be the dud on Sunday against the Orlando Magic. Many times in the show we've talked about the, uh, the motivation of playing a former team. Well, this is an example of where it really hasn't done much at all for him. Uh, Tobias, four games last year, averaged just 21 fanball points against the Magic. Only once did he top 20 fanball points. He had one 30-point game. Other than that, all in the jeans. Ugly. Part of that, disaster of a matchup for him. He's not a very good defensive player. He's going to have to deal with Aaron Gordon, who the last time these two teams played dropped 32-12 and on the Pistons. Might want to keep an eye on him on Sunday as a stud. Uh, I, I don't like this matchup at all for Tobias. He's a good scorer, uh, but I think when you're asking him to do a little more on the defensive end, you see his effort, uh, not his effort, but his ability to score kind of lag a little bit behind. Doesn't rack up the assists. Has been better rebounding this month, but I think he comes in, even at 5,800, I think he comes in below his value on Sunday. Which takes us into a very important 3v3 because next week will be our last episode of the year. Last episode of the year wow. because we're going on. Uh, we got a little Christmas break going on. That's right. We have families, believe it or not. <laughs> we have loved ones. <laughs> P 
people that we love not people that love us but yeah you, know, you can understand yep. uh so yes yeah, so we will be out for the week of christmas we'll try to keep you guys uh we'll keep the daily articles of course going on fanball we'll keep you guys informed mm-hmm. but this will be the last last bet of the year so we're gonna have something festive something holiday themed mm-hmm. for you i promise it will be visually pleasing uh, I take that back. It will not be visually pleasing, but it will make you laugh if you. If visually you... pleasing for for me. <laughs> when uh, I win, yeah, yeah. Oh. I went well for you last week. <laughs> What's your lineup, J.K.? What do you got? All right, so Aaron stacked up the lineup last week, so I'm gonna take a page out of his book a little bit, and I'm taking the volume page out of my book that I won me earlier a couple weeks ago that I won a couple weeks ago. I'm going LeBron James forward, eleven thousand seven hundred. I'm paying up big time, big bucks. But he's got four games this week. Tuesday against Atlanta. This is the third time he's playing Atlanta, too. Same as we talked about the uh, Pistons and the um, okay, Pistons and Pistons Pacers. Pacers. Yeah, Pistons Pacers. So they're playing Atlanta already three times. Atlanta gives them troubles. For some reason, Atlanta is the Cle- Cleveland Cavs kryptonite. But he went for 59 fanball points both times against them. Both were double-doubles. I like him Tuesday at home against Atlanta. Thursday, TNT against the Lakers. You know my boy LeBron's going to ball out against Lonzo Ball, make LeVar Ball shut his big mouth up. He's going to embarrass Lonzo Ball Thursday at home. Saturday, they're playing the Utah Jazz. This is an interesting game. They only play the Jazz twice a year, obviously, interconference matchup. It's at home. Uh, he averages 29 points versus the Jazz in his career, over like 37 games. That's tied for the most in his entire career as a Jazz. 29 points. So I like him to have a big game at home Saturday against Utah. Then Sunday at the Wizards. Remember that game Sunday? Uh, so they, they play the Wizards Sunday in Washington. Last year they had a crazy overtime that game. Was where loved game. an over-the-head pass. LeBron caught it. Turns. Turned around, hit a three-pointer. Oh, such a good game. That He went for 72 fanball points that game. 72. That was in Washington. It was an insane game. It was national TV. So I like him to have a big game there too. It's a back-to-back, which they ha- the Cleveland Cavaliers have the fewest back-to-backs in the NBA this year. It's on the road, though, so you can't sit out back-to-backs on the road unless you have an injury or you'll get fined. That's the new rule of the NBA. Now, if you're at, if you're at home, you can sit because the fans see you you know, night in and night out. But if you're on the road, they don't see you. So I'm taking LeBron forward, 11,700. I'm going to take a big gamble here. <laughs> my center, again, I'm going volume here, but I needed the cheap price because LeBron's costing me everything I got in my wallet. I'm going Jaleel Okafor. He's at 3000 bucks, folks. 3000 He, again, has four games. He goes Tuesday against the Wizards. Uh, last 10 games are giving up 40 fanball points to opposing bigs. Thursday versus the Knicks. That should be a fun one. The Knicks rank 27th in fanball opposing against defending opposing centers. I like that Okafor versus Porzingis matchup. Hmm. In New York, little That'll be inner fun. city rivalry. That That'll could be, be a future fun. rivalry, depending on how you know, Okafor and KP stick it out. That could be a fun one. Friday, they're at Toronto, and then he finishes up Sunday versus the Pacers. And then my guard is just going to be Evan Turner. I like how he stuffs the stat sheet, and I like his matchups. Uh, he's got Wednesday against the Miami Heat, who have been struggling recently. Friday versus Orlando, I said Fournier's out. I like that matchup. And Saturday versus Charlotte, they're a bottom 10 team defensively as well, with possibly without Batum. Uh, I like those three matchups. He's only costing me $3,200 too. So that's oh. my three-on-three lineup. All right. I'm not pleased with that. I'm going to be honest. My command F failed me a little bit here. <laughs> Did not see that Cleveland had four games this yes. week. Son of a bitch. And Brooklyn. And Brooklyn. Son of a bitch. I got 11 games scheduled. Let's go. Uh, I'm in trouble. Uh-oh. <laughs> Turkey costume all over again. Damn it. Ah, son of a gun. All right. Well, you know what? 
underdog. Things can happen. LeBron hopefully sits out. out of back-to-back. <laughs> yeah. That's what you need. Or I'm, Okafor misses a game. You never know. Uh, crazy, Okafor crazy, plays crazy, low minutes. Maybe he gets hurt. I don't know. All right. Here's my lineup. I got James Harden going for me at guard. He gets Charlotte, San Antonio, which will be his first time playing against the Spurs since his meltdown in game six of the playoffs. Ooh, Gotta think right. he's motivated wow. to, to play well one. there. Right. And then he gets Milwaukee. Oh, okay. Three games. That's all I got there. <laughs> Forward, I got Trey Lyles of the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Coming back off injury, right? Coming back off injury, just dropped 25. Yeah, he's playing well. Last Pretty night, well. looking good. Uh, Nikola Djokic has already been ruled out for Tuesday's game against yep. Detroit. I don't think that's a good sign for him playing Wednesday against Boston either. That's on the road too. Yeah, there's no way he makes a road trip. I yeah. wouldn't. Th- I mean, the fact that they're they're ruling him out a day in advance doesn't speak. Yeah, he's well not to, making that road trip to the progress that he's making. So Tuesday, Detroit at Boston, Wednesday, and then Friday against the Pelicans. I'll be honest; those aren't for fantastic matchups. But here's the thing: he can step outside, he can shoot the three a little bit. He's not going to be necessarily banging down there with Boogie in the brow or with Drummond or even with Al Horford. So. Decent matchups there, only 3,200, like him this week. Uh, and then finally, Gorgie Dang from Minnesota at wow. center, 3,400. He's getting 22 minutes a game. I mean, this is part of this is hardened at 11-6, like JK said. You're emptying the wallet there. Yeah. Not much left in the stores. Uh, he goes Tuesday against Philadelphia. I would ex- fully, uh, even though he's listed as questionable right now, fully expect Embiid to be going that game. Thursday against Sacramento, and then finally Saturday against the garbage Dumpster Fire Kings, or excuse me, uh, Suns. Well, both pretty both bad. Are but both are both. I could that could fall for both teams. <laughs> a couple of Western teams who just really oh, God, aren't very good. Are Holy crap! I hope I somehow pulled this out. I don't want to wear another costume. <laughs> oh goodness! It's if nothing else, it's it's been a good run. I have. I'll just replay the start of this show over and over again for myself until I'm <laughs> no longer sad. Uh, remember, we're live every Monday on Periscope at 6. Uh, podcast available every Tuesday, of course, at 11 a.m. Eastern on uh, fanball.com in the NBA content section, where you can also find some great daily articles, help you cash some more lineups, get in there, win some money. Mm. You know you want to. Uh, you know, get, follow us. Those at- Christmas presents for family. Yeah, need that extra time, cash. time's running out, but you need can that still get cash. that shipping. You might have to pay some extra shipping. We're yep. getting close. Need that cash. Get that cash money on Fanball. Uh, follow us at fanball underscore WATV. You can follow me at Aaron J. Whitlock. You can follow him at JK underscore the Vaughn. And you can find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio. And uh, we also upload this bad boy to YouTube afterwards. So you can see us anytime you want. And why wouldn't you want to? So damn. I mean, look at JK and his Let's Go Shacks. Let's Go Shacks. Shout out to Donnie Does. Wonton Don. Wonton Don. Shanghai Shocks. Thank you so much for listening. JK, you suck. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Sign ah! folks. It's fun time.